Hello, Mike Lombardo here. I wanted to take a moment and invite you to Awaken Dallas. My wife and I planted a church in the central northern Dallas area at the beginning of this year. We launched out on Resurrection Sunday. I wanted to invite you. We meet Sundays at 4 p.m., and our vision is to know Jesus deeply and to live for him passionately. First, we must know him, and that will empower great exploits. Our mission is to ignite a movement of spirit-filled disciples, disciples, that students of the King, that we would burn with first love passion and that we'd be equipped to spread the gospel to the world around us in love and power. Our four pillars are the presence of God, number one. That is everything to us. We prioritize his presence. We love him. We want to know him. We want to carry him to the world around us. It's his presence that distinguishes us from the nations of the world. Number two, that we would be equipped, that we need to be equipped for the work of service, for our callings. This is very important. The foundation of the word of God, of spiritual fathers and mothers, to be able to be sharpened by the word, healed by the word of God. So we need to be equipped for our callings. Number three, we are a church on mission together. We all have a sphere to influence. We all have a calling and a people group to influence for the gospel, to be a light, a city set on a hill. And as a church, we are fulfilling the great commission. And number four, we are a spiritual family. We all need a community. We all need to spur one another on towards good works and to meet together, to not neglect that, to have a spiritual community and family. And so if you want to come join us, it's Sundays at 4 p.m. We'd love to have you. You could also go to www.awakendallas.com, which will be in the description section. Hello, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you are new to the show, we have an episode releasing every Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Audible, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. Um, we're, we're nearing 250 episodes now of Awaken Podcast. It's been a beautiful journey, have um, shared a lot of teachings uh, from the Word of God revelation that has set my heart free, encounters I've had with the Lord that have really transformed my life, as well as had conversations you know, regularly on this podcast, if you've been listening or watching or tuning in for any length of time, conversations with incredible believers from around the world, leaders, pastors, prophetic people, missionaries. Uh, teachers, authors from around the world that carry such a beautiful revelation of Jesus, the gospel, the gifts of the spirit. Um, Ephesians 5.14 says, awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. That is the heartbeat of this podcast. The apostle Paul said that to believers. The Lord is waking up our hearts daily, regularly to the beauty of the father, son, and spirit, to the beauty of who we are in Christ, to the the gifts and the tools that he's given us, our identity in him, so that we can live out his gospel and the nature that he's given us, who we are in Christ in the world today, to destroy the works of the enemy and to walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and make an influence in the sphere of society and the people that he has laid his life down for. And we get to lay our lives down for him and for his people as well. And so anyways, I am excited for 
my um, my guest today on the show. Her name is Teresa Yancey, and she just wrote a book called Unveiled by God, Discover the Beauty of Who You Really Are. And so um, she's an author. She's a teacher. She's an editor. She's a publisher. She is a wife and a mother of four. Um, she also has a mentorship with her husband, really helps mentor people, unlock um, the stories that God has put in people's hearts really helps people write their book, author their book. I know there's a lot of people out there that are very, you know, interested in that. Like, hey, you know, there's a book that God's put in me. I don't have the tools. I don't have the resources. And so you'll definitely want to connect with her ministry um, as well as her and her husband have a publishing house called Messenger Books. And there's, you know, they, you know, they do so much. But um, I was actually introduced to her and her ministry and her husband. I, I follow them on social media from Dr. Brian Simmons. I've had Dr. Brian on the show several times. He's the author of The Passion Translation. And so awesome man of God, lovely man of God. And so um, Teresa and her husband really carry the heart of the Lord well. And they've got a um, just a clear and crisp revelation of the gospel of Jesus. And so I'm excited to have her on. Teresa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> and so I gave a little bit about who you are. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, Messenger Books and unlocking your book and, and some of what you do. Sure. Um, we believe that God's put a message on the inside of us. Um, we are anointed messengers. We're carriers of the gospel. He plans on filling the earth with his glory. Mm. And he's going to do that through his anointed messengers. So uh, we want to help people unlock the book, the message that God put on the inside of them, help them to write it and to uh, publish it, mm. publish the good news. Come on. That's good. I have, I have people reach out to me a lot and especially the past couple of years, just about, Hey, I see that you have a podcast. Um, how do you get started in that? God told me I should do a podcast or I should have a YouTube channel or this or that. How do you how do you get that off the ground? And people get really bogged down with the details and they really just need people sure. to get alongside of them to kind of mm -hmm. call out identity in them, let them know that it's possible and then kind of just help them with the practical stuff. And with writing a book, the same thing because I wrote a book as well. So people reach out, how did you do that? Did you self-publish? Did you do this? Did you do that? And so I know that there's going to be people watching and listening to this that are going to have those same questions and people that have a book on the inside of them. And so just even before we jump into this conversation, how do people um, find out more about you? Like, what is the website link? I'll put that in the description below so that if they wanted to get more information about uh, Messenger Books and unlocking your book, they can do that. Yes, you can find out more about us on at uh, unlockingyourbook.com mm -hmm. and Messenger Books. Um, and we believe that... Um, what makes the difference between somebody actually getting the book written is having a plan. So we want to help people, um, you know, discover and create that good plan for writing their message and then also having a team around you for support and um, to walk through that process with you. So we hope to provide both of those things, you know, for the authors that uh, walk with us. So. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. And I highly recommend it. I've been following your ministry for a while and I know that you guys have the heart of the Lord and it's pure and it's humble. And so I highly recommend those who are uh, watching or listening, if that interests you, definitely go to that website. I'll put the uh, link in the description. And so you just released a book um, entitled, or has it released yet? Yes. It has. Mm -hmm. Okay, great, great. Just making sure I'm accurate. All right. So it's called Unveiled by God. Discover the beauty of who you are. You talk about identity. You talk about inner healing. Um, you know, and really walking out the fullness of Jesus in our lives. 
And so um, when did this, I know obviously we get saved, the Lord begins to teach us identity, but a lot of times there's an encounter that we have or you know, something that really um, just puts passion in our hearts for understanding our identity in Christ. And I know that um, you said you're passionate about inner healing ministry and about seeing people mm-hmm. walk in their identity. And so, um, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about the journey um, and how you gained this revelation. Sure. Um, well, I was just nearly born Christian. I'm being funny, but I was raised <laughs> in church. Sure. <laughs> I've been baptized three times. Um, <laughs> I received Jesus when I was seven and um, and never really walked away from him. I love the Lord, but I had so much fear and uh, so much insecurity and so much um, just uh, woundedness on the inside of me, but I didn't even know that I did. Mm. Um, I was raised in a, in a church culture, which I think many of us are, where it is, you know, those types of issues we kind of sweep under the spiritual rug yep. and we, we learn to just, um, you know, do the Christian thing, praise mm. the Lord, hallelujah, amen. Mm-hmm. And, um, we sing victory in Jesus, but maybe we're not living victory in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that was really my story. And so um, I had just a, uh, a lack of peace in my life. Even though I was in the Word of God, I was in ministry. We pastored, we did mission work, we did uh, faithful service in, in God's house. But, um, you know, I had these, these deep issues. And finally, uh, in my mid-30s, I received inner healing. I went through a process of inner healing and deliverance myself uh, where God met with me. You know, I don't think inner healing or deliverance is something that happens to you from someone, right? Mm -hmm. It's an encounter, an encounter with the Lord. He knows exactly where we're wounded. Mm -hmm. He knows exactly where we need healing. He knows the precise lies that we're believing that need to be dismantled. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the truth that will set us free. Jesus yeah. is the truth, and um, He wants to write Him Him on our hearts. He wants yeah. to place that truth on the deep in, inside of us uh, and unlock us and free us. And so, uh, once I experienced freedom, then I was very passionate. I wanted to help uh, other people get free too, and um, mm-hmm. just really gave myself into that. Ministry And one thing that I noticed, Michael, was uh, in so many uh, inner healing encounters that people would have with the Lord so many times, um, the Lord really wanted to reveal himself to people for who he truly was because Mm -hmm. they were believing lies about him. And then he also wanted to reveal to them how beautiful they were mm. to him. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times um, as Christians, it's like um, we hate our humanity, mm-hmm. but um, Jesus it became one of us. Yes. You know, he loves our humanity. We say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But often we think like, act like, talk like he really doesn't love humanity. And he absolutely loves humanity. Jesus is eternally 100% God and 100% man. He's son of God and he is son of man. He yes, became he one is. of us, mm. walked with us. Uh, he He knows what it is like to walk this earth and he loves us um, just as we, as we are. We sing it, right? Mm-hmm. But we need to live it. He loves us just as we are and he wants to uh, unveil us mm-hmm. and bring forth his like likeness, his Christ likeness mm. in us, and uh, and display us to, to the world, and really show mm. the world 
what God is like. He wants to show the world what God is like through his people, through his bride. And so we have to not hate ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> we have to learn who we really are in Christ mm-hmm. and, um, and the fact that he adores us mm-hmm. and he created our personality. Mm-hmm. He made us just the way we are and he really delights in us. So all of that was was really um, foreign to me and really good news. <laughs> I felt like uh, the good news of the good news was restored to me when I found out um, how much God delighted in me, how much He loved me. I didn't have to, um, you know, try to um, uh, get rid of myself, mm-hmm. but I could um, be clothed with His glory, and mm. so. That's really, really good. Well, it says in Psalm 139 that, um, you know, it talk, he, he says that we're fearfully and we are wonderfully made. And so if we hate ourselves, we're not in agreement with that truth. We're saying that what he made, it says in Ephesians chapter two, that we are his workmanship or we are his poetry uh, created yes. in Christ Jesus. And so, um, you know, we need to uh, align our hearts, our minds, our, our thoughts uh, with the reality of how he sees us, not how we see ourselves, Right. And so, so true. Um, and that's where true freedom comes. That's when we actually begin to walk in what the Bible says we could walk in, the fruit of the spirit, the power of the spirit, his righteousness. Um, I'm, the Lord just reminded me of, you know, when I was at Christ for the Nations at a Bible school, a new believer, you know, battling certain sin issues that I was grappling with, having a hard time getting over, knowing friends that love the Lord deeply, but how had sin issues, they were you know, and they were condemned about it, feeling guilty about it, trying to, you know, but they, but everyone knew them as the passionate, you know, the passionate ones, the ones that are on the street evangelizing, but behind closed doors, they got stuff that they're wrestling with. And I remember uh, in worship, we were listening to the song, I believe it's by Eddie James. And we go, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And everyone was like in the sanctuary, there was like 900 young people all singing this song. And I remember just feeling, I wasn't feeling free. And I remember looking around thinking like most of these people aren't free either, probably like we're just singing these songs, but like what is authentic freedom? And I really, there was two revelations and we can, you know, obviously we're going to talk a lot, but there's, there's two revelations that really helped me walk free from sin issues in my life. Um, It was one changing my perspective of always, I know I seek God. I know I hunger for God. I know that I love God. But when I really began to understand that those things are really a response of knowing that he's hungry for me, he loves me, he's the initiator of my heart, he's the one that pursues me, he's passionate about me, his banner over me is love, his desire is for me, he delights in me. Like when I began to get that understanding, then it it it, it, it provided the proper foundation of my seeking him, hungering for him, pursuing him, loving him. And I went from striving to abiding and, and that Mm -hmm. really was huge in terms of walking in freedom. And then also just getting a revelation of the gospel, knowing that, uh, my old self was crucified with Christ and I have a new nature. I become a partaker, um, of a new nature, the nature of God and just getting these, you know, as a Lord layers revelation in our lives of who we are and who he is, like you said, and what he's done for us. For me, those are the three like well pillars here. It's mm-hmm. who is God, what has he done, and who are we in Christ? And now what mm-hmm. do we do with everything that we've been given? But we need to have these three down. And that's when we really begin to walk in freedom. And sadly, so many believers are trapped in bondage because they're just going through the motions, like you said. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I don't think that that is really the desire of anyone's heart, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you know, um, one thing that that was a a, re- a breakthrough revelation for me was to come to the point where I understood that um, you can't repent mm-hmm. of a wound. Mm-hmm. You can't repent of a wound. And I spent many years of my life, you know, focused on sin, like you were saying, focused mm-hmm. on all the things about me that were wrong and that needed to change. When my focus needed to be on my healer, mm-hmm. when my focus needed to be on the cross and mm-hmm. all that it accomplished for me, because really sin is not the issue it's anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God's in heaven not worried about sin. He mm-hmm. dealt with sin 2,000 years ago and he actually settled on that solution, mm-hmm. you know thousands of years before that. So sin is not the issue. So if sin is not the issue, then that means I need to uh, get my focus onto Jesus. And um, he actually, um, as hard as we might try, holiness does not come through effort. That's right. Can you believe it? (laughs) We we are actually hugged into holiness is the way I like to describe it. It's in the embrace of God. It all happens in his kiss. It really does. And um, so he's saying, just, just, you know, Jesus said it. He said, come to me, mm-hmm. just, just come to me, simply join your life with mine. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of Jesus that we serve. Mm-hmm. He's not hard to please. He's mm-hmm. easy to please. Mm-hmm. And he knows it's all in him. Mm-hmm. And so when we can get the focus off of ourselves and off of our issues and get the focus onto him and just simply draw near and simply, simply join our life to him, then we're changed from the inside out. And in that process of transformation, we're safe. You know, we're, we're covered. We're covered with the blood of Jesus. We're covered with the love of God. And so that sin focused theology is part of the veil that God Mm. wants to remove from our lives. He wants to remove that sin focused theology that really keeps us veiled in shame, Mm. you know, where we're, we're trying to cover ourselves with the religious big leaves of all the things I do. Jesus and all the things that are good and right about me, which really doesn't help me or anyone else. <laughs> it's self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. He wants to um, remove those religious fig leaves and remove that veil of shame and that sin-focused theology and really bring us into uh, His peace, His rest, and His love. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think a huge part of that for me was having the Song of Songs unlocked to me as well. Just when when the book is unlocked to you when 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 god breathes on it and there's revelation and it's imparted into your heart it is um it is absolutely life changing because you know that you've a god that is absolutely passionate about you um and that yeah. the banner over your life is love not shame not guilt not worthless not you know mistake um you know the banner over our life is love and yes. his delight is in us and he sees us blameless and spotless regardless of what is taking place in our lives or the decisions that we're making um and a lot of people would say well that's just greasy grace or that is just you know well you know there's work to be done or hey you know well what about the you know the different things in our lives that are not pleasing to the lord look at even the paul's letters and different things and you know he talks about sin and all that Absolutely. Um, We are separated unto him. We are saints. We are holy ones. But like you said, we don't strive our way into holiness. We're hugged into holiness. I love that so much. Um, But it's really receiving his love and knowing who we are in Christ that empowers us to live the holy life that we're called to. 
Um, and so that's so good. I know in your book, you talk about uh, spirit, soul and body. I think it's a really good foundation for people because, um, you know, talk about the renewing of the mind, the healing of the heart. You talk about, um, being made in the image and likeness of God. Um, and you kind of bring a good theological framework for that. So we can kind of understand, all right, so if we've got messy thought processes or if we're not believing the truth and we've got wounds in our hearts, but Jesus calls us beautiful and spotless and we're washed in the blood, like how does all that kind of work out? Mm-hmm. And so maybe let's just lay some uh, some groundwork there on who we are made in his image and likeness and how that kind of works. Awesome. So um, one thing that was revolutionary for me was to actually think about the fact that, you know, Romans 12 says that um, we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, Mm -hmm. right? We know that, Mm -hmm. but our mind is not just the conscious mind, you know, of where I'm aware of everything around me right now, but the the mind, our 100% of our mind is about you know, 10 to 20% conscious and the other half is subconscious. So all, all of these processes are happening on the inside of us on a subconscious level, level, Mm -hmm. thousands of decisions that we're making, Mm -hmm. you know, just firing off at a subconscious level. So, uh, I say that to say, and the reason why I think this is powerful for us to understand is that we don't just live by the truth that we know here, Mm -hmm. but we live by the truth that we, we truly believe. Yeah. So that's why there has to be um, that truth getting written on our heart. Well, mm-hmm. that happens through devouring God's word, obviously, excellent teaching, preaching, uh, podcasts, listening sure. to uh, people, you know, share God's word. But it also happens um, when lies that we're believing on the inside get exposed and removed and replaced with the truth. So mm-hmm. if I have a wound, if I have, um, you know, like for myself, uh, I, we were abandoned as children in our family. When I was 11, my dad left and I never saw him again. Mm. I knew that he loved me deeply, but at the same time, he could leave me. Mm. So you can imagine the the lies that I internalized um, yeah. of, uh, and the deep insecurity of uh, someone could love me deeply, but then leave. And so I took that into my relationship with God. And I'm telling you, I could quote you chapter and verse and and many of them at that time about why it was wrong for me to have that insecurity about God's love and how he was pleased with me. But there was still a lie at work in my soul that needed healing. uh, And I needed to uh, have a grace encounter Mm -hmm. in that area of my life to come to know um, that he wasn't like that and that he was never, ever going to let me go. And nothing could ever separate me from his love. And it had to be, it had to be a truth that I lived from. And so for that to happen, uh, you know, I had healing. That is why we call it inner healing. I had an inner healing encounter with the Lord and he came and he hugged me and, um, I didn't see him, but I felt him and he hugged me and he hugged me. And he hugged me and it just went on and on. And I finally said, okay, Lord, you can go now. (laughs) And as soon as I said that, I thought, oh boy, there is, that's wrong. Why would I even want to say to the Lord that it was okay, he could leave? And I realized that that was the lie that, um, that I was believing. And, Mm. and I said, finally, I said, Lord, what is it that you're wanting me to know? And he said, I want you to know I'm available. I'm always available. 
Mm-hmm. And um, wow. so that was the truth. Mm-hmm. That was the truth that set me free. And um, anyway, mm-hmm. I share that to say that was a personalized love encounter that God had for me. And I want every one of us to know he has many personalized love encounters with your name on it. Yeah. He knows exactly how mm-hmm. and how I needed to be touched. And he knows exactly how each one of his dear children need to be touched. And so he just wants us to draw near mm-hmm. and let him, let him give us those touches that we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really wow. And so I know that, you know, when it comes to, you know, you talk about in your book, you, you say, you know, you talk about the partnership that with, with the Holy Spirit when it comes to the renewing of the mind that, um, you know, we, we obviously asked the Lord, like you did, you said, Lord, what lie am I believing? That was a question that you asked the Lord. And then he responded with truth and truth that set you free. And so I like to call it a holy and sacred partnership with the Holy Spirit, where we pull up the weeds in our heart, the lies that we've believed, the lies that have been planted. And now with his help and by his grace, you know, uh, truth is now being planted in our hearts. And what have you found in terms of when the Lord deals with you on something specific, um, something, you know, as a tender father, he begins to reveal maybe um, a lie or something that you've been believing. Um, is it typically, and I know, I know the Lord loves to work instantaneously and miraculously where it's like, I'm not struggling with this anymore. Um, that mm-hmm. happens, but then he also loves process. And so what I found is there is that, okay, I had this encounter with God. I know the truth now. That's a lie. And I say no to it. I renounce it. I don't believe that lie anymore. But there also is for a while this daily abiding in daily partnership where we need to keep the truth in front of us and before us. Um, What would you, what is your perspective on that? And what would you say about that? Well, that's a really great question. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, is that as Christians, we can remain wilderness Christians mm-hmm. and and never cross our Jordan and go into our promised land. Mm-hmm. And so it really does take a us partnering with the Lord, breaking out of passivity mm-hmm. and saying yes to God. Jesus said it this way, if you want to be my disciple, mm-hmm. take up your cross, mm-hmm. deny yourself and follow me. And so that really is that to sum it up. So when he speaks the truth to you, when he shows you something that needs to change, a lie that you're believing or, or something you need to let go of, mm-hmm. walk away from, um, you know, I can stay in my shell of fear because fear is a sin. Hello. It's yeah. a good Christian sin, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not a really bad, ugly sin. It's a good Christian sin, but it's a sin. And uh-huh. I'm being funny, but yeah. um, many of us are content with those types of sins in our life, mm-hmm. but the Lord won't leave us there. Mm-hmm. You know, he will uh, knock on the door of our heart and say, you who, and let's deal with that fear. And so when he does, I have a choice of whether I'm going to stay in my safe shell Okay. Or whether I'm going to obey the things he asked me to do that actually caused me to take the giant of fear down in my life. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, we have to pick up our cross. <laughs> we can be crossless Christians and nobody around us may know, mm-hmm. but God knows. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's not the way that he wants us to live. He wants us to live victorious. He's provided the way for us to be over 
overwhelmingly conquering in every area of our life. Mm. That's the journey. That's, That's really the journey cool. that we're called to. Amen. That's really good. And something um, that I, I like to share with people is that, you know, it might, um, like, let's just say we we really need to understand our worth. We need to really, we, let's just say we really, uh, you know, how God sees us, right? We're fearfully and wonderfully made. Let's say that's a truth that we're learning to stand on because we haven't liked the way God made us. So now, now we have a scripture the Lord revealed to us that we don't like ourselves. And so we've repented of that. We've said, God, I embrace the truth. Psalm 139, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And now I encourage people, keep that before you. Meditate upon that. Mutter that over yourself. Speak that over your heart. Keep that in front of you. And it's beautiful because now as you have a seed that is now planted in your heart of truth, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, a seed is under soil and you don't really see what that seed is for a little while. It needs the right atmosphere, the presence of God. It needs the living water of the spirit. And it, and it takes time to kind of germinate and spring up as a reality in our lives. But what I found is in the beginning, it might kind of seem like, oh man, I got to speak the word or you know what I mean? I gotta, I, I gotta, you know, when, when a lie pops up in my mind, I'm trying to replace it and really meditate on the truth of God's word. It could seem in the beginning, like, man, this, you know, I'm putting work in here, but the beautiful thing is as that thing grows in our hearts, it becomes a large tree of truth in our hearts. And it's not always difficult you know, like we, we eventually just live naturally and organically out of that revelation, you know, or not, you know. And so I just tell people like there will be a day, just keep abiding in the truth, abiding in his presence, you know, meditating on the word, you know, just speaking the word over your heart in that area. There, there will be a time eventually where it just is so naturally oozing out of you. You know, where you won't need to, you know, you won't need to put that, you know, you'll, you know, every once in a while you might need to remind yourself of it for for sure, but it's not always going to be that way. And so I don't know if you've got a similar perspective, but that's just what I've experienced in my life. And I feel like it's biblical. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the, the Bible picture in the Old Testament was, you know, when God was taking the children of Israel into their promised land which we're all in that process of possessing our land Mm -hmm. and possessing our promises and our inheritance in the Lord and, you know, walking in everything that he dreams for us to walk in, Mm -hmm. in this life. Right. So, um, what he told his people was, um, I'm not going to give the entire promised land to you in a day. Mm -hmm. How practical is God? You know, he -hmm. said, I'm going to give it to you little by little. And he actually said, little by little, I will increase you enough to possess the land. So that little by little looks like those little choices that we make Mm -hmm. every day, right? Mm -hmm. We want to, um, you know, get annoyed with people. For me, I remember specifically God really dealing with me about being disrespectful to my mother Mm -hmm. uh, when I first when I first really started walking with the Lord and was baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know, I had a bad attitude mm-hmm. and the Lord was like, Oh, you want to go to the nations? How about you treat your mom like <laughs> yeah. Jesus, wow. you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he, he specifically said to me, I'm calling you to make a deeper commitment. It's going to be in the little decisions. I know you'll make the big decisions for me, but what about those little decisions every day? And so in those little decisions, uh, when we choose Jesus, when we choose the cross, when we choose his way over, you know, our flesh and over uh, what our pattern has been, when we choose the right way, that's how we defeat the enemy in our lives and Uh, remove unhealthy patterns and begin Mm -hmm. to walk in that newness of life that he's Mm -hmm. called us to. Mm -hmm. 
That's really beautiful. You know, and you, um, um, in your book, you talk about gaining a proper perspective on the father, the son and the Holy spirit and how mm-hmm. many of us. And I know like just in the beginning of this podcast, we were talking about knowing who God is and knowing who we are. Right. And a lot of people have perspectives on father God that are not accurate. They think that maybe Jesus is the good one. He's a loving one. He's the kind one. God is the temperamental one that will judge you at any, at any waking moment. Or I've seen people say, you know, the Holy Spirit, I just don't understand the Holy Spirit. He's the weird one. He's the one that's unpredictable and uncontrollable. And so people push the Holy Spirit away. But what I've found is if we get a biblical and proper perspective of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we'll really be able to embrace the fullness of who we are and um, really thrive in our relationship with the Lord. And you you have a few chapters in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. How how important and vital is that is that um, and from, from your perspective? And how could people really begin to gain a biblical understanding of the Trinity like that? Wow, I think it's really foundational. And, um, and I think most people have some lies that they're believing about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so mm-hmm. it's good to go to Him and ask him to show us, you know, is there any line believing about you? Mm-hmm. And and invite him to expose anything, any wrong con- concepts of him that we have. And, um, you know, Jesus is so passionate about Father God mm-hmm. that he... He left the embrace of God. He left, it says in first, uh, John chapter 1, that he left uh, the lap of the Father to come into the created world to show us what the Father is really like, to bring us back there. So in that triune glory, mm-hmm. that perichoresis, that, um, that love in motion mm-hmm. of the Trinity, he left that glory to get us there. You know, that's how passionate he is about bringing us into that oneness with the Lord. And it is the desire of our heart. It really is the desire. It's the longing of every human heart, whether we realize it or not, is that that oneness with him. And that's what he's bringing us into. So, um, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's really a, a process of, of intimate connection with the Lord and asking him to dismantle those lies. But one thing um that I found is really helpful in healing is having uh, a perspective of Jesus where we were, like I was saying earlier, we don't just see him as um, the crucified one, although that cannot be overstated of how important that is. I'm not diminishing that in any way. I love him as the crucified one, but I also need to know him as my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, I also need to know him as my big brother, right? Mm-hmm. My champion defender. And the one who walks with me and is full of delight and full of adventure and joyful. He's not that old, you know, um, Jesus movie from decades ago where he just (laughs) never smiled or, you know, Mm -hmm. never, never seemed very, he looked like he needed in it. Needed inner healing, you know that that ain't Jesus. That is not the Bible, Jesus, and uh, he is a joyful Jesus, and he is also. He's also a Jesus who weeps, right? And we need that picture of Jesus, our friend, our best friend, our friend that's who's closer than a brother. You know, uh, why did God include that verse in Scripture in John 7, wait, 1135, excuse me, where it says uh, in the Passion Translation that tears streamed down his face. 
you know, at the death of Lazarus. Why? Why would Jesus weep when he knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead? That tells me something beautiful about Jesus, that he's not just, you know, I'm a man on a mission, you know, I'm all about, you know, doing this, doing that, saying the truth. But he is a compassionate Jesus. He is a passionate lover. Mm -hmm. And he wept that day because his dear friends were sad. Mm -hmm. So that tells me when I'm sad, Jesus is there. Jesus Mm -hmm. cares. And he doesn't just care in a light way, Mm -hmm. but he cares deeply and intimately. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's with me in my troubles. Mm -hmm. That's a healing truth. We've all been through troubles. You know, we've all been through dark valleys. We maybe have stood outside a Lazarus tomb in our life, mm-hmm. and uh, and it can bring healing to us to know that Jesus was there with us, is there with us, perhaps even weeping with us. Mm-hmm. And um, also, but at the same time, he's also the Jesus that's cheering us on yeah. from the sidelines, and sh- and he's our biggest fan, mm-hmm. you know, when we're on our mountaintops. So, yeah. Come on, that's really good. And just like what you said earlier, like there's this, uh, you know, people take Jesus as being the man of sorrows. Yes, he is the Jesus who was in the Garden of Gethsemane that bore the sin of the world and wrestled with the powers of darkness on our behalf as as the perfect human, you know, fully God, fully man, wrestled with darkness and bore our sin. And yes, he was a man of sorrows, but it also says in Psalm 45 how he was anointed with the oil of joy above all of his companions and like, yeah, I grew up Catholic. Um, and so you see all of the stained glass windows and all of the portraits for a little while. I had a portrait of Jesus in my room. He was like looking down on, like looking down at me in the portrait, you know, like, you you know, when you see someone's eyes, almost like they're watching you. And he just had like this serious look on his face, like he was disappointed or just unmoved or whatever. And I remember that that picture was in my room for years and years until I got saved. And I was like, I looked at it. <laughs> And I was like, that's not the Jesus that I encountered. And so as an unbeliever, it hung there for years and years and years because my parents put that in my room. And then and then I took it down once I got saved. I'm like, this is not. Yes, he was a man of sorrows. Yes, he carried the sin of the world in his body. Yes, he wrestled with the powers of darkness on our behalf. Um, but, you know, he is like, like, like you said, he is our victorious one. He's the one that cries with us. He's the one that rejoices with us. He is the one that is compassionate towards us. He he dances over us. He sings over us, the scripture says. And so just gaining that revelation is so liberating, you know, and I think mm-hmm. sometimes the father, I had a interesting season of my life. I was actually at Iris in Mozambique and, uh, somebody said to me, I feel like the Lord's saying you need a better revelation of the father. You have a great revelation of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, but like you need a revelation of the Father. And I was like, wow, you know, I really began to dig into that. And uh, I began to ask him like, Lord, give me revelation of who you are as my father. I think a lot of people imagine, you know, the Bible says that there is no darkness at all in him. There is no shadow of, of turning in him. There's just light, just perpetual light. There is no darkness in God. And I don't think a lot of people think that. I think they think that like he's, you know, he's not slow to anger. People think he's quick to anger. People think that, oh, you know what I mean? But even an extension, even his wrath or just his anger is an extension of his love. It comes out of his love for us because he, he hates the things that undo us, the things that harm us, the things that hurt us. Just like a father would be angry if his child was harmed by a predator or something like that our father you know what i mean like but when we when we gain that 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 perspective shift on on some things that are biblical and very clear in the text we begin to understand 
Father God can be trusted. He is trustworthy mm-hmm. over my life. He's not going to be quick to anger with me. He loves me and uh, he disciplines me for my good. And so anyway, I just love that you, you, you touched on, you didn't just touch on that. You have a chapter, a few chapters in your book on it because it's so essential to walking in wholeness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. I've just seen people even Jesus, on, the, on the Holy Spirit's just the same thing. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say Jesus in his darkest moments, he called father God, Abba, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which we can't, um, over spiritualize that. I mean, Jesus called his father daddy. Mm-hmm. And so that means we can too. Mm-hmm. Wow. All the intimacy that goes with daddy. I remember, you know, when I first started hearing people calling Father God daddy, I was like, you know, ready for lightning to come and strike them. You know, what in the world? Yeah. yeah. Um, but the but the truth is, is that we have a daddy God. We have a daddy God. That's amazing. That's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. If we just meditated on that a little bit every day, we would receive mm-hmm. some freedom. And yeah. you know, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit um, is like the the mothering aspect of God. And mm-hmm. so when we've experienced wounds from an earthly mom or disappointments from an earthly mom or ways that our, our mother, even spiritual mothers may have let us down, teachers may have let us down, we can transfer that uh, those wrong characteristics onto Holy Spirit. And so sometimes people, they'll, you know, if they had an overbearing mother, mm. And they don't really want to yield to the Holy Spirit because mm. they don't feel like he's very trustworthy. Mm. If um, if we had a mother who embarrassed us, you know, mm-hmm. I know that some people have that experience, oh, yeah. then we then we don't want to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit because what if he embarrasses me, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't again, we're it's not up here that that's processing. It's deep on the inside of us. We're making the, those decisions mm-hmm. of not feeling like we can trust him in those areas. But um, if if our mother was weak, you know, mm-hmm. um, passive, mm-hmm. we may uh, feel like the Holy Spirit is weak and passive, and he is not. Mm-hmm. He is a mighty rushing wind. Mm-hmm. You know, he is the dunamis of God on mm-hmm. the work at work on the inside of us, and so we need to know him as powerful, ever-present. He's not bossy, he's not pushy, but he is ready to lift us up Mm -hmm. on eagle's wings and carry us in the things of God like a bulldozer, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Where we're we're out trying to, you know, with a a little hand shovel, trying to do the work of God, and the Holy Spirit is over there like a bulldozer going, hello, Uh, let me into this process with you, uh, and we can do this together so much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And so... For those who are listening right now, those who are watching right now, um, obviously, I think they should grab a copy of Unveiled by God, Discover the Beauty of Who You Really Are. Um, I, I I read through the book, and it's very comprehensive. There is so much word. There is so much revelation. It's very comprehensive. It's layered. You know, you, you, you touch on inner healing and the renewal of the mind and even access points to lies and, and, you know, the enemy. And you, you go through all of that in, in such a comprehensive way, but a simple way for people to really grasp and understand. And so I highly recommend if you, um, if you want to learn more about identity, get a hold of this book, inner healing, renewal of the mind, get a hold of this book, how the enemy can get, gain strongholds in our life, get a hold of this book. And so that, that being said, um, I would love for us to kind of close this out in prayer and whatever is on your heart, Teresa, whatever you're feeling as you pray, 
Um, and before you pray, actually, what would you say to those who are listening right now that that have been wrestling with bondage, that feel like they've been going around the mountain for 20 years, 30 years, and they're just struggling with the same thought processes, the same weaknesses, the same lies about God, and they know that it's a lie, but they just are having such a hard time crossing over into living in the reality of the truth. What? Mm-hmm. How, would you, how would you encourage somebody like that? I would say as hungry as you are, to walk in freedom. God is a thousand times more hungry to bring you into that freedom that you long for. Mm. He has encounters with you, love encounters with you, life-changing encounters with His presence, with His love, and with His truth, That he, with your name on it, as I mm. said earlier, that He wants to bring you into. And, um, and He wants to unveil uh, his glory on the inside of you and bring you into the full revelation of how beautiful you are to him, how loved you are by him. Uh, you know, it says in, in Romans 8, there is therefore now no condemnation yes. for those in Christ Jesus. Mm. That means that the the written code against us has been removed. Uh, we have been declared eternally not guilty by God. Mm. So when we stand before him, he is not, you know, he doesn't have a list (laughs) Mm -hmm. of things that he's holding against us. All of those things have been dealt with by the cross. And now he just wants to bring us near and heal our hearts. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's so good. I would love for you to close us out in prayer, Teresa, for those who are listening right now, um, those who are watching right now. And as you're led, please. Absolutely. Father, we just love you so much. We just are so grateful, so grateful for the cross, so grateful for the precious blood of Jesus Mm -hmm. that has made a way for us to come into the Holy of Holies. You're not keeping us at a distance, God. You You are not content for us to be at a distance. You are so passionate about bringing us all the way in to your embrace so that we can experience all that Jesus died to give us. So Lord, right now, just pray for each person that's listening or watching. God, I pray that you would fill them with the knowledge of your love. I pray that they would become deeply rooted and grounded in your love. Lord, that you would uh, do Ephesians 3.20 miracles on their behalf, exceedingly abundantly above all they have, that they have asked or even imagined in their relationship with you. Lord, those that have said, maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I can't be as close to Jesus as I, as I wished I could or like that person seems to. But Lord, that you would overwhelm all those doubts and fears today and that you would make those dreams come true in their heart, their dream of knowing you, walking with you, and being uh, in that intimate uh, walk and fellowship with you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, Teresa, thank you so much for just sharing your journey, sharing your life, um, you know, sharing truth from the scripture about our identity in Christ, the identity of our God. Um, and so for those who are watching, um, listening right now, um, I'm going to put the links down below for everything, but how can people find out more about your ministry? Um, you know, you, you know, I know you said a little bit in the beginning too, about your publishing house and everything, but how could people connect more? 
you can go to TeresaYancey.com to find mm-hmm. out more about uh, our books and ministry and uh, unlockingyourbook.com to find out more about our book writing course and community and uh, our masterclass mentoring. And then also on social media. I'd love to meet you guys on social media. So reach out to us there, Teresa Yancey. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me here today. It was a joy talking to you about the health and the wholeness that God wants us all to walk in, the freedom he purchased for us to walk in. And so it was awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) For those who are watching, listening right now, uh, thank you so much for tuning in week after week to Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, strengthened, awakened by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless you, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you